Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of movies and TV shows together. On this episode, I am talking about another Academy Award-nominated film for Best Picture, directed by the one and only Steven Spielberg, also written by, co-written by Spielberg. Uh, the Fablemans this came out last year, obviously, 2022. It is nominated for Best Picture in the uh, Best Picture for the 2023 Academy Awards. I have been on a mission to try and watch all of the Best Picture nominated films in order to, at the end of this week, rank my top five favorite films that have been nominated for Best Picture in the 2023 Academy Awards. And The Fablemans is one of the movies I had not watched yet and did this week. I'm a huge fan of some Spielberg movies. It's been a while since I've seen one of his movies, and mainly because... I feel like the guy, along with other well-known and popular directors, as they've gotten older, I feel like they kind of had have lost a step. They're not as amazing as they used to be. Um, another one would be, in addition to Spielberg, would be uh, Martin Scorsese. Not a fan of The Irishman whatsoever. But in both cases, I haven't watched all of their most recent stuff. It's just, it seems like they've gone down. So I wasn't super excited about this movie. However, it was nominated. I do hope for Spielberg to be good. But even in his career, like... You know, last year I watched the Jurassic Park franchise. The first Jurassic Park film is amazing. It holds up perfectly, I would say, today as it did when it first came out. And then the sequel, Lost World Jurassic Park, I believe, uh, also directed by Spielberg, probably one of the worst films in the franchise. In a franchise that has mostly bad movies. But Spielberg is has some serious misses in his filmography, just as he has some all-time classic movies. So, going into a Spielberg film, I don't have the confidence that I would have with some other directors that maybe are a little bit more consistently good. And, of course, I have my own particular theory about these older directors, kind of just more interested in playing around with technology more than they are with actually telling a really good, compelling story. So, uh, this movie also not only written, directed by Steven Spielberg, co-written by him, uh, co-written by him, uh, Tony Kushner as well. Uh, this movie stars Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, Seth Rogen, uh, Gabriel LaBelle. 
It is a movie that is loosely based on Steven Spielberg's childhood, uh, growing up in a post-World War II era Arizona. Uh, This young kid, Sammy Fableman, aspires to become a filmmaker uh, as he, you know, reaches adolescence, uh, but soon discovers a shattering family secret and explores how the power of film can help him see the truth, loosely based, as I said, on Steven Spielberg's childhood. This movie was a, you know, this movie is a capital OK. This is an OK film. This is not a film that I, if I was collecting a list of 10 films that should be considered for the best picture of last year, this is not a movie that I would put on that list. Not to spoil my ranking of what I feel are the top five best films that are nominated. Uh, But let's just say, don't be surprised if this doesn't make the list. But never know. How strong is that list? I don't know. Um, And it's not that crazy that movies that I don't necessarily like or agree with them being nominated or in many cases even winning Best Picture, I don't necessarily always agree with what happens at that award show, but gives me an opportunity to watch movies that I haven't watched to fill in some gaps of movies that some people consider to be the best of the year last year. And I think Spielberg name, legacy, you know, that there's certain directors that kind of like Clint Eastwood is another one of these directors that if they make a movie chances are it might be nominated because that is what happens same thing with like a james cameron film which avatar sequels the one movie i was not able to watch regardless not talking about that movie talking about the fablements so this movie capital okay it's okay it's not horrible it's not great this is not like this is i would not put this anywhere on a top movie list for Spielberg, let alone movies that came out last year, right? Um, I I just really didn't connect. It's a subject matter that I could have easily connected with. A kid passionate about following a creative endeavor, this coming-of-age story, um, becoming a, 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 a filmmaker in a time where the accessibility to making films was very difficult. We're not living in an age where every self, almost every single device has a camera on it, right? This is a time where you shot with actual film. You had to actually send the film out to be developed and then receive that developed film and then run that film through a projector in order to watch a movie without any audio. You have to record audio completely separately. So it's a, it's a time where making movies was not something that just a kid could get into, right, necessarily. This movie, very kind of vanilla, kind of just average, okay movie. And, you know, have I definitely have uh, some criticisms about the movie. Uh, and not horrible criticism. Like, this movie is perfectly fine. Feel-good movie. Like, this is a movie you could watch with your parents. You, It's a f- good family movie. It's a movie that, if it's on, 
you can watch it and it's not going to be there's nothing it doesn't go deep in any things it just sprinkles in a little bit of a little bit of speed bumps for this kid right this kid who is introduced to film at a young age his parents take him to a movie his dad breaks down the scientific purpose of how still a collection of still images can produce the illusion of a moving image by showing you 20 frames per second that your eye can only keep up with certain things like it's very scientific and his dad is into technology his dad has a good job um, but this kid at a young age gets taken to a movie theater sees this like scene where a car crashes into a train and he gets enamored with this this scene falls in love with filmmaking wants to recreate this scene with a model train he's like starts off with like this passion of wanting to get this model train once he gets this model train he wants to set it up to recreate this crash scene that he saw and in this moment his dad has a film camera and his mom's like why don't you film the crash so instead of crashing this thing and potentially damaging your train you crash it once and you just watch the video over and over again and of course little little kid spielberg x-esque sammy fableman of course crashes the train multiple times because he needs to capture the accident through multiple angles right and cut them all together this is a very this is a kid who is well aware of coverage and getting b-roll and getting the the actual event covered in from many like very very high level this child uh recreating the scene he saw right and his family mostly supportive this is not a movie about a kid struggling to follow his passion, meanwhile being constantly like dealing with the people around him not supporting his path, not helping him in any way. And in many time, many movies where it is that kind of conflict about this kid trying to do this thing that nobody believes in, they are usually hindering them in some way. None of that exists. This is not that kind of movie. This is a movie where a kid is passionate about movies, and guess what? His parents are like, sounds like a good idea, kid, right? They're financially secure, so it's not like they're struggling. Like, how are we going to get little Sammy a camera? How are we going to ever, like, the process of him getting the equipment that he needs, the process of him getting the money that he uses to buy the film and get it developed, very effortless in many ways, right? Not only that, like, not only is he have, like, gets whatever equipment he wants or needs, his parents even help him out during the production, right? He's filming these scenes. He has no problems getting actors to act. His parents will be there to help with the special effects and to do the different things during the production like supportive in every single way very little very few if any hurdles at all this kid has to deal with in his life following this passion that is not anywhere near as easy to pursue at this time versus now when everybody has a camera this isn't even like vhs era this is like literally shooting on like 
I don't know, 16, 8 millimeter film. I don't know what the size of the film is, right? So no real hurdles for him to follow his passion, right? The only thing, the only thing is that his dad refers to it as a hobby. Other than that, his dad lets him use his camera. His dad buys him the editor he wants to splice the film and edit it, which was cool to see. I'm not talking shit about the things that you see in the process that you see of this kid making these movies. That's all cool to see, right? My grandpa was into shooting film very much like his dad is. And my grandpa would have lighting and every Christmas, I've said it before on this show, every Christmas the family would get together at somebody's house. They would have, my grandpa would have lighting set up. He would have a chair set by the Christmas tree and one by one every member of the family would go sit in that chair as he would record everybody opening up every gift on film, right? He had a massive collection of video of film that he shot in his life. And he had an editor that is very similar. It was made out of wood, so it wasn't this metal, this fancy metal uh, editor, which the editor's cool. You know, you put two reels of film, right, and then you run it through, and it's almost like this little TV. So you can, like, run through the film and see where you're going to splice it and all this stuff. Cool. All that stuff is cool, but the effortless nature that this kid wanting to pursue this thing is not there's little to no hurdles little to no drama in this film right other than his dad considering it's a hobby right let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention. All, all ray, ray taylor, taylor show, show fans, fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high-quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. The family dynamic is interesting, right? Because they move. They're like in New Jersey or whatever, and then they go to move. His dad is in like technology. And they get a job in Arizona and his wife and family convince him to move his friend along with him who also works with them. Right. So they have like this who they call him their uncle played by Seth Rogen, probably the most like normal person Seth Rogen has ever played in any movie. Kind of interesting to see him in this role as this character. And the dynamic of the family with the addition of this person that they call their uncle, but clearly both parents, it's a clearly a close family friend. Uh, the dad refers to him as his best friend, but it's clear that there's a fr clear and present friendship and bond between this guy and the mom as well. So it's like, you know, an interesting relationship between those people and moving around like eventually goes from Arizona dad gets another job working northern california and this is where sammy gets like the most mild amount of bullying right it's just like this anti-semitic little nazi kid right 
couple of them jock kids knots of course to find out he's jewish and like ah there's only white kids only white christians that go to this school just like very mild bullying right like the only kind of downside but even that even that not a major issue in this kid's life right not very dramatic I do want to get into spoilers because I do want to talk about things in this movie that I have a problem with. And it's like, it's a bummer. It's a bummer, right? Because this, you know, there's plenty of movies like this of kids wanting to, coming of age stories of kids wanting to pursue a passion and how difficult that is for the majority of human beings trying to pursue any kind of a passion, you know? And versus this movie where every this movie is so much like many biopics, especially like a musical biopic, right? Which are not very good. They everything in a musical biopic happens so effortlessly. And this movie has that exact same thing where it's just like and I'm going to get into the specifics of effortlessness that this Sammy had to go through in his pretty pretty nice life getting to do everything he wanted to do and having very little friction when it comes to that so i want to get into spoilers so from here on out if you haven't seen the fablemans and you want to watch it maybe you love maybe it sounds like a movie you love it's like it's definitely like an easy watch it is not a movie that makes you feel very bad in my opinion right there's not a whole lot of drama you know, even the little, the bullying and the racism just sprinkled in. It's nothing, nothing is ever, everything is resolved fairly effortlessly if it even needs to be resolved. Um, but I'm going to get into that, so spoilers. Um, so you have him going to the movie, dad does thing, he recreates it. Um, very jolly discussions about technology at the the dinner table which is like okay the um super supportive mom the mom is like super creative possibly like maybe bipolar as well um but somebody that's very creative plays the piano dances doing these things definitely the creative person where the dad is more the technological technological analytical person but both of those people for sammy you have a guy who's into technology and will gladly let you use their camera, has a camera to begin with, and uh, gets him a editor. And then on the creative side, he has this mom that's very, so very, two parents, very supportive, right? Nice little montage of him making movies with his sisters. Kind of cheesy, you know, but, you know, fun, fun, whether it's this movie or Be Kind, Rewind, many movies about making movies and how fun it looks for the, you know, people to just make these things and seeing him do that. It's, it's nice. It's sweet. Well, you know, very, a lot of sweet moments, a lot of jolly moments, a lot of happy moments in this movie, you know, very supportive dad, very cheesy, kind of overly happy at all times, right? They go camping. Um, and the mom is very much an entertainer. She likes to be the focus of things, right? Not only playing the piano, but, you know, 
playing on the tree, hanging on the tree, doing her dance where you kind of see through her dress. Like she she doesn't mind being the focus. She likes that. She likes having that attention, right? Not only from the dad, but also from their family friend, right? And, you know, the dad keeps referring to his filmmaking as being a hobby. That seems to be the biggest issue Sammy has to deal with. Uh, they end up getting at one point getting into argument over scheduling, right? The dad gets him an editor and and he's like, okay, I got you this editor. Now I want you to edit that film you took at the camping trip, right? To give to your mom because she's all depressed, right? And the kid's like, I can't edit this film right now, dad. I have all these actors coming that are going to be performing in this movie that I'm filming. I told you, dad, that we have this scheduled. And it's like this just like scheduling conflict that he has where he had no problem getting actors to come and drive and travel to go perform in this movie that he wants to film. His dad got him the exact editor that he wanted to edit film and his dad is just asking for him to you know edit the the family trip he's like i don't have time for that dad like kind of you know and the mom little overly dramatic that's why i think you know maybe bipolar whatever wouldn't be surprising the the family itself like they do this thing which i don't know culturally maybe it was a thing where it's like everything is disposable. Like when they have these meals, they're using the tablecloth is disposable. They're using paper plates. They're using plastic forks. So at the end of every meal, it's just people throwing their garbage and then the mom just bundling it all up to throw away. So wasteful. And it's like there's this family that's financially stable. It's financially secure. Like, no aspect of this movie is somebody struggling to afford a thing ever. And when they go to eat, and I'm sure probably is a cultural thing, right? But still, it's like, it's disgusting to see. It's disgusting to see this family that's happy, well-off. There's two girls and a boy and two parents that are supportive and seemingly nice. There's no abuse. There's no addiction. There's no, like, any of the tragedy, no trauma all of these things, everything's fairly pretty nice and pleasant. And they just like throw away massive amounts of needless garbage instead of what doing dishes. It's just I don't know. It bugged me. And it's something that kind of goes throughout the movie. Right. Just very wasteful. Um, then you have this uncle that shows up for which the only person that I really uh, related to in this movie and he tells him, it's like, oh, art is a drug, kid. Like, this is a guy who's also has that artistic passion and tells him, it's like, you know, it's, you know, you, you, if you're going to follow this thing, you're going to be addicted and you're, you're not going to have a normal life, right? Kind of saying something that is good advice, realistic advice, putting in perspective what the life of an artist would be. But when you look at, look at it through the prism of this kid Sammy it's like all of those difficult things that really artists struggle with he never really has to worry about like I mean for artists financial is a big issue people around you supporting what you do usually a big issue this kid doesn't have to worry about that relationship just like effortlessly gets a girlfriend 
just like there's no, none of that stuff applies so like even though this uncle comes in he's supposed to be scary he's supposed to be kind of like maybe intimidating this kid and and giving him the hard truth the kid doesn't ever seem to really have to worry about the hard truth of being a creative person in the world right and he's only there for a moment right and this movie is not about an artist struggling this is not a struggling artist film at all so during his editing he notices that the mom and the family friend have a little bit closer bond than he noticed right and it is the moment in this film where he has the most dramatic impact of his life to find out that oh the bond that the mom and this guy has maybe a little bit more than they're putting on and despite that this movie like the Paul Dano character his dad seemingly knows about it or isn't really that affected by it like even that that the mom potentially cheating on the dad whether it's an like an arranged type thing like they know what's going on that's why the dad brings this guy along right eventually when they move to northern california the uncle doesn't go with them the quote-unquote uncle doesn't go with them right so she's like missing this guy missing this guy that she clearly has a connection to more than she has a connection to the dad but it's like they don't argue at any point she gets depressed but like even the the situation with that relationship so effortless and very minimal drama the most dramas that the kid found out and even like he has like he set up his closet which is pretty cool as like a little screening room right and he goes to show his mom at one point and then she's like it's like fairly like oh sorry like okay i see what you did it's like like everybody's very understanding about everything and it's like okay it's just easy everything's easy very little drama, very little conflict, very few hurdles, if any, for him, right? Very, f it's fun, the moments where he is making the movies, doing, seeing how he does the practical effects, that stuff is cool, right? Turning his closet into a screening room, that's kind of cool, right? But again, no struggle, everything very easy, parents help him produce, like they, they are in there getting their hands dirty, helping their son make a movie, right? And his uncle is a nice guy, played by Seth Rogen, right? And this kid, right, I'm giving up making movies, right? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm giving it up. Goes to sell his camera at the camera shop, right? And that exact same day, at that exact same moment, when the kid is literally in the camera shop selling his camera, just sold the camera, it is the, the exact same time his uncle, Seth Rogen, character is buying him the camera that he used and liked and assuming better than the one he had so even when he tries to quit and sells his camera he instantly gets a replacement camera that is arguably better than it is mind-blowing i think that is when he is that in North? I don't know at what point in the movie that is, but it's just like another one of these moments where 
at no point is this kid ever wanting for anything. It is instantly given to him at every direction. And then in just like some this like the moment this movie feels like it jumps the shark. The family all of a sudden gets a monkey. Super goofy, right? Just like this family has so few problems, there is so little drama going on. So in an effort to add some kind of problems, to add some kind of conflict in any way to this movie, the family gets a monkey. Which I don't know if the real story of Steven Spielberg, his family at one point gets a monkey. But to see it happen in this movie looks ridiculous. It looks so dumb. You're telling they get a monkey? That's the thing. You can't have, like, all these opportunities to have drama, to have conflict, to make something, like, have any kind of stakes. So effortless when it comes to a kid wanting to become a director in a time when making a film is so, like, expensive to get the equipment, expensive and difficult to get the film process. There's so many avenues and, and points at which... It could be difficult for this kid to somehow at any point struggle. And instead of any of that, they just like, let's get a monkey to cause havoc. It is mind blowing. And then there's the new school, Northern California, you know, bullied by Nazis, right? They find out he's Jewish. They make some jokes, right? He gets into kind of i maybe he gets punched at one point right not really how bullying goes for anybody that's ever been bullying bullied usually bullying happens from multiple people and it's a constant thing it's not just a couple interactions right right but in this movie it's only momentary momentarily he gets a girlfriend out of the that situation right one of the other nazis girlfriends that you know he tells like oh i saw you making out with this other girl right he has the confidence to stand up to these nazis is like hey you were making out with this other girl in front of his girlfriend he's like and she's like oh you're horrible but then her friend instantly becomes enamored with sammy right has no problems like oh i'm gonna convert this kid into christianity or whatever but she's just like i she's horny and she whatever she's obsessed with jesus has pictures of jesus all over in a room has a jesus cross over a bed with a, a christmas light hearts around it you know let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to promote are you looking for a way to take your love of the ray taylor show to the next level look no further than inspire disorder plus as a member you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks including the full week of shows ad free in both audio and video versions a live painting archive early access to the many faces members only discounts and deals a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes but that's not all as a member you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing you'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want with all of these benefits and more inspire disorder plus is a must have for any fan of the ray taylor show so don't wait go sign up now head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership and now let's get back to the show 
And it's like even the Nazi bullies, when they he go when he gets asked to film Ditch Day for a school, and he's at the beach, he makes an effort to turn the head Nazi guy to look like a hero in this film. And for some reason, at the prom, which I never went to any school dances, but I've never ever heard of a school's prom shutting down the dance in order to screen some AV kids movie that he made, right? But in this school, in this movie, right, the universe revolves around Sammy in this movie. And at his prom, they plan and shut down the prom in order to screen his film of Ditch Day in front of the entire prom attendee population of people that's there. And he sees the Nazi sees himself looking like a hero, confronts Sammy, and he like breaks down crying, like seeing himself portrayed as a hero in this little class video of ditch day made him emotional break down emotionally recontextualize how he treats people and even goes as far to protect sammy from the other nazi that comes out who's mad that he looked you know was shown to be drunk at the ditch day right effortless oh the bully becomes your biggest ally because of your magical filmmaking and the school rallies around your filmmaking and has zero problem shutting down the prom in order to screen the movie you made of Ditch Day. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The, uh, the Even the relationship he's in effortlessly gets in a relationship with this girl, like a cute girl just like oh i want to go out with you so bad like she does all of like there's no there's zero problems for sammy as far as getting a girlfriend her being super into him and like her like being super supportive about his filmmaking at ditch day like no no problems with that either like there is zero conflict in this movie right even the nazis get turned into his ally instantly because of the movie he made and the end of this movie is like the pinnacle of like effortlessness for this kid. Just like how easy it has been for his entire life to go on this path to become a director. The, the, the stars have aligned. The universe has laid before him the cleanest, easiest path from beginning to end of his career. And it's him older, and he's written all these letters of studios that he wants to work for, right? And he gets a call to come in to work at a TV show, and he's just happy to do anything, to get his foot in the door. And the, the person, the producer of the show, he's like, well, listen, kid, I read your letter, and you don't want to be doing TV. You want to be doing movies. So what I'm going to do for you, kid, guess what? I'm going to go introduce you to this famous director that's done all of these things i'm gonna get a personal one-on-one -on -one interview with you and him and you know we're just gonna i'm just gonna have no problem i'm gonna i'm gonna help you out kid right i don't want you for this tv show you're better than that 
right? You've probably turned Nazis into sympathizers, right? You've probably, you've probably had girlfriends just, just throwing themselves at you, right? You've had your parents supporting you through your whole life. And I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to be on your team, kid. I'm going to help you follow your dream. As a TV producer, I know you're too good to work with me. I'm taking you straight to the big guy. So he takes him in. It's like John Ford or whatever, some director, famous directed stagecoach in all these different movies, right? Funny, played by, um, oh, God, what is that director's name? I'm not a, I think he's like a funny guy, but I don't, I don't really like his movies very much. Um, God, what is his name? Uh, this is a horrible time to look it up. Um, David Lynch plays John Ford. Which I like David. I think he's a funny guy. I, he's a good actor. I, I'm just not a big fan of his movies. So he goes in, has this meeting with John Ford, played by uh, David Lynch. And Stephen Lynch? David Lynch? Shit. Um, David Lynch. And it's funny, but it's like just another thing of like, oh, this kid. Here, here's silver platter career. There you go. And he waits, you know, uh, like the, the most difficult process in this entire movie is him having to wait for John Ford, right? And then when John Ford comes in, right, he lights his cigar and, you know, this kid's like, oh, I love your movies and all that stuff. And he's like, shut up, kid. Look at that painting right there. Tell me what you see. And kid starts describing. And he's like, no, look at the horizon line. Where's that horizon line? Uh, it's up high. That's right. Now look at this painting. Tell me about that painting. It's like, oh, well, it's got these people. And it's like, no, 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 where's the horizon line? Oh, it's really down low. That's right, kid. You put the horizon line up very top. It's interesting. Put it at the bottom. Interesting. Put it in the middle. Nobody gives a shit. Now get out of here. He's like, oh, thank you, sir. And the kid, you know, walking out, whistling, clicking his heels as he leaves the studio lot, right? And the camera, the, probably the a funny little thing at the end where the camera is like centered horizon line in the middle and then it like shakes and it's like oh let's we got to put that we got to make this shot interesting but it's like this entire movie it is like the most effortless journey for this kid to become a director there is the only negative restrictions he comes in contact with is his dad defining it as a hobby meanwhile funding purchasing getting helping in every way possible but the problem is you why are you calling it dad this is my future why are you calling it a hobby it's like i don't know son here's a new editor mom's super supportive <gasps> oh no mom is is has f stronger feelings about this other guy who is really close to our family then dad and she goes back to live with him oh but we're still fine we don't have to move we're financially stable it's not like we have to worry about money at any point it's not like these bullies are continuing to because he made him into a hero like everything is so easy this movie in so many ways is like listening to some privileged person right some person that grew up with money right or just somebody who like uh, like uh just uh, just a privileged person right complaining about hard how hard life is 
right? Some like wealthy woman who's never had to work and is uh, th they have tons of money. So she's just a housewife. They don't have any kids, right? She just gets to do whatever she wants. The husband goes to work and then just to hear her with a little martini complaining about how hard life is to somebody who just worked 80 hour week doing scrubbing toilets. It's like, oh yeah, life is super hard. That's what this movie is like. It's like, oh, this is, I, I don't know if they thought this was a difficult existence for him. If I'm supposed to somehow sympathize with Sammy because he had a bully for a moment uh, he had to edit a, a vacation video before he was able to shoot his movie. You know, oh, he had to get a new camera the exact moment he sold his old camera. Like, there's no drama. There's no conflict. It is just jolly, happy, everything kind of works out. Oh, mom, she, you know, both parents are happy. She moves away, but, like, nobody's traumatized. There's no, there's no, like, the uncle's scary, but the uncle's just like, hey, kid, this is what other people have to worry about with art. You don't have to worry about it, but it might seem scary to you. It's just, for the majority of people who ever choose the path of being a creative person in any film film to watch this story is like a dream come true oh you, uh, you had parents that loved you right and and sisters that just love you you had a very loving and supportive family right everybody pretty much got along right even the family friend was really nice like everybody you were surrounded with throughout your life was just super nice and supportive right right oh you wanted to get you want to get into film right back when nobody had cameras right nobody had cameras you actually had to send film to, no problem kid here's a camera easy make a little money right do these little things it's just enough to i mean your parents cover everything else all you need to do is coming up with enough money to buy for the film and to pay for the development just you have plenty of friends that have no problem supporting you you have family that has no problem supporting you this is the only thing in your life trying to come up with some money to buy film and then go get it developed it's amazing it's so hard right yeah oh and your your family's super helpful and supportive oh it's so hard it's so hard oh but no they refer to it as a hobby but by the way, here's this editor that you wanted, the exact editor you want to edit your film. But he calls it a hobby. Oh, my God. That's brutal. Did you survive? Are you going to therapy because your dad called this your career choice a hobby? Oh, you no, because you got you didn't really have. It's OK. OK, I got it. Right. Oh, you're bullied in high school. Oh, but only until you made one of them look like a hero. And then he was kind of your ally and beat up every oh so it's that wasn't even a big right oh but it must have been tough like getting girls because you're a nerd man you're an artist you're like making movies one you don't have time oh you got a girlfriend oh she loved you despite the fact that she was christian and you're a jew she had no problem with that wow so not even that was a big issue for you and 
And so they asked you to do the film for Ditch Day, right? Oh, but, you know, who's going to watch that? When are they going to watch it, you know? Oh, they shut down prom. They shut down the prom to screen it. Oh, wow, that's amazing. So not only your parents, your family, your sisters, your mom, your dad, your uncle guy. Um, and soon the after this prom, your girlfriend's supportive. This entire school is supportive. Everybody's supportive. And that one Nazi guy got knocked out. So he's not a problem anymore. Oh, your parents have like this weird relationship. So there must have been a lot of arguing. Maybe there was some addiction. Maybe there's some like real bad trauma when it comes to that. Maybe there was some financial issues when your parents. Oh, no, none of that. They were pretty. Everybody was kind of nice about the whole thing. Hmm. Weird. What a rough life, man. <laughs> you know, no abuse, no addiction, no trauma. Even the bullies kind of were very, say, oh, you had a, a rough semester? Oh, a rough year at school? Oh, man. Rough year where you had to deal with a couple Nazis, and then you made one of them look good. You went out of your way to make one of them look good, and now he's on your side. Wow, that's, that's a good, good move there, right? Never had a problem getting people to act. It was never an issue getting people to act. No struggle. Oh, man, I want to do this movie, but nobody wants to be in my movie. Nope. Tons of people coming in. Dad, I can't edit the vacation video. I have tons of people that are willing to act in this thing, and I'm a child. It's amazing, Dad. Come on. Right? It's a movie. Easily could have hooked me. Make it realistic on some level. Make me care. Make me you know, root for, there's no underdogs in this movie. There's like, he gets, he's, you don't even have to like worry about Sam, Sammy. He gets everything. It is very like little to like root for in this movie, right? It's a movie that almost makes you root for the monkey or the racist. Like, oh yes, make his life a little bit harder. I don't know. Like as far as like an artist struggle movie, this is no struggle. Right. Everything is just super easy. Even even when he gets called in to work at a TV stage to for like a TV show. Oh, the guy's like, nah, you don't want to do this. I'm going to just kind of I'm going to go out of my way to introduce you to this big director and the big director is going to give you his time. And give you like this funny words, these words of advice to make your compositions more interesting. Everything just works out. Everything's very okay in this movie. Nothing special or interesting or impactful in any way. So I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my criticisms and thoughts of The Fablemans. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes of uh, movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube if you are watching this. Until next time. Enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Oh,
much. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.